In today's episode, I have to give you a couple of warnings. The first warning is I had a couple of audio issues while recording this episode thanks to the crappy internet that I've been experiencing while everyone in all of Las Vegas is sucking up the internet because kids are still freaking stuck at home, which means six devices three and a half hours to five and a half hours a day, sucking up all my Wi-Fi. So I do apologize for some of the technical sound issues, but I think you'll get over it. Second warning, we've got a lot of F-bombs in this episode. I am delighted to bring on my friend Sherry, who is a branding and promotions queen, and we talk about all things being a mom, running a business, and shedding the corporate bitch while learning how to light up your own path. I think you're going to find this episode pretty fucking motivating. Enjoy! Hey friends, you're listening to another episode of Slightly Unfiltered. I'm your host, Desiree Wolf. I've got something to say, you've got something to say, so let's get talking. Sherry, I am so delighted you are here to be a guest on Slightly Unfiltered. So happy to be here because I'm so slightly unfiltered. Yes, it's one of the things that I love about you. So we met, oh my gosh, how many freaking years ago? We we have an interesting story about how our lives have re-intertwined. I absolutely love it because we work together in an office what, 15 years ago? I think more. I, you know what? I, I think I just, I just don't I want to admit that it was longer than that. I know. Okay. So we'll stick with 15. I like how your thoughts, I like your thought process there. Let's say 15. Yeah. But it's been a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then life separated, you know, we did, a, we did our own thing and then sitting in a room for a local charity. There we are again, reunited. like, <laughs> That's all right, Wolf. There you are. <laughs> it was so fun because, you know, so much has changed since we were, I, I think both of us were babies, yeah. right? Yeah. Babies in the workforce. And I think we learned a lot and kind of experienced things. And then life happened yeah. and all of these, we've had such robust experiences from when we last saw each other to when we we were reintroduced to one another and said, Oh, Hey, how are you? How have you been? And there's, I feel like there's so much that has happened that I don't think we could ever really catch up on all of it, but such a fantastic, like full circle opportunity where we both kind of figured out what we're supposed to be doing in life. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I absolutely love, um, is the way you have really stepped into who you have become over the years. Because, and I think that's one of the things that I was drawn to you when we first met. I was like, oh my gosh, she has a really, this is who I am, get the fuck over it or move on attitude. And I really, I just really admired that about you back then. And it feels like you have even stepped further into this sort of self-acceptance and confidence um, about who you are, not just in business, but as a woman. And I just really admire that. What, what was sort of the driving force behind that? 
you know, it's interesting that you just said that. I have to back up for a second because when we did work together the first time, I was timid as hell. I was afraid of my own shadow. And if you didn't see that, I'm really impressed with I myself for being able to portray someone who wasn't terrified every day to show up in that office. Um, you know, it was a high pressure work environment and it, it you know, I was always afraid back then and I was in my twenties and, um, so what was the impetus for me kind of becoming who I am and growing? I think it's just been a lot of, I know I've, I've learned and it took me to hit the age of 40. So I just aged myself, but I learned, I look at other women who are successful. They don't apologize, right? So stop apologizing ladies. Mm -hmm. Step one, mm -hmm. okay? you're an expert in your field, own it stop making excuses. And so I said this to myself because after I left that field that we were in, I, I came into the branded merch field that I'm in now and I realized I had to step it up. And again, I kind of tested the waters in various areas of, you know, corporate, small business, um, you know, single owners working with single owners working for corporations and finally found my own footing. But it took me so many years to find the confidence to jump out and say, I'm leaving corporate world. I'm starting my own business. So my kids were a major reason for that because I wanted to demonstrate to them that no matter who you are, gender, racial, um, ethnic, it doesn't matter. You're a human, you're a person, and you're here, and you're good at what you do. Show up and show off, right? Because you're probably doing someone else a favor. Yeah. And me, right? And I want to show my girls, I have two daughters, that nothing can stop anyone. I don't say that... I'm a mompreneur and I know a lot of women do because I'm a mother, but I'm a professional and I separate those two things. And that's, that's my perspective. So, but for my kids to see mom in the office, working, hustling, not apologizing, telling people things they don't want to hear that kind of helped me grow because I said, I'm here to set an example for these two girls who are coming up in the world. So they were my drive. Can we, can we back up and talk about this, this phrase mompreneur, because I struggled with this a lot and I mm -hmm. even built a previous business around being a mompreneur, but it's uh -huh. some, it's, it's a phrase that I've actually, I struggled with even when I was using it. And when I was marketing to the mompreneurs, it was a word that almost made me gag a little bit. And I think it's because I wanted to be known for who I am, not for the role that I take in my personal life. Exactly. So I just love that you brought up that you didn't want to be referenced as a mompreneur. No, I don't even call myself an entrepreneur. Um, I am an agency founder. That's it. Bottom line. Um, so talking about mompreneur. So for me, it, it, it sounds like you can't separate. Mm -hmm. And this is just me. So if you consider yourself a mompreneur, keep on keeping on. Like oh, yeah. You do you. Yeah, but for absolutely. me, right. But for me, just this is all my perspective, my opinion. Yeah. For me, yeah. Was if I'm a mompreneur, I feel like I'm not separating because I'm not a mompreneur. My kids are not involved in my business. Yeah. I'm a, I happen to be a mother. So for me, it seems like you can't quite create the divide, right? You're mom and you're entrepreneur, but where's, you know, where are you servicing your clients? Are you servicing your children or are you servicing your, your client base? So for me, I always had to draw that separation. And for me, I think for me, entrepreneur is too vague, too general. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I say, this is exactly what I do. And again, I don't apologize. This is who I am. And again, just setting an example for the girls. So I said, you can be a mother and a professional. 
Oh, I love that so much. And I, you know what, to go back to the previous business that I had, I worked with a lot of direct sellers who, who join their business because they're a mom and they, they need either the additional income or they want to do something for themselves. But I love how you say you can't detach that. And I, I think that's even, I think that's even a crutch for a lot of women who are trying to make that transition into being known as being a mother and being known as a business owner, an entrepreneur, a network marketer, whatever, whatever that other thing is, I think it is hard to divide that. And I think that's where I even struggled with my business because I, tr I tried to go the opposite way. I tried to have a, a, a business and be a mom. And then I thought, well, it would be easier for me to tie them together. What ended up happening is just what you said. I had no divide. I, I was constantly those two things. I couldn't step into the office because my office was about being a mom who owns a business versus right. <laughs> running a business. So right. it, it felt like there was no, there was no transition at the end of the day. The role is what it is. And so I think that's super important for women to know that it's okay. You can be both. You don't have to tie them into being the same thing. Exactly. I think that's super important. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I love that. That is so cool. And, and just to kind of carry on that for one second, I feel like it's okay to have kids and mention your kids. I, I have a professional Instagram, but I mix it up. I show personal lives. I talk about my kids in my stories because it's okay. I part, part of my identity is a mother and my identity is I'm, I am my own brand. Mm -hmm. So yes, I have kids and sometimes they'll pop into the stories, but honestly, they have really very little interest in what I do at this point, but I know they're listening and I know they're hearing things. And so that's kind of where I define them. But I believe in including children in your marketing if they want, because they're so honest and hilarious. <laughs> like I'll hand a kid a product and go, what do you think about this? Yep. And they'll be like, oh, cool. Or they'll be like, oh, it's just stupid. So, you know, I'm a huge believer in kids and being engaged and, and sharing that you're a mom or a dad. But let's, let's look at gender roles for a second. How many dads do we ask? Oh, how many kids do you have? Or, oh, are you a dadpreneur? Like, mm -hmm. again, it's kind of defining those roles. You know, it's like when they ask, um, I think it was Jennifer Lawrence or some celebrity at a at an award ceremony. They said, um, how are you? Oh, it was Natalie. What is her name? She's from Israel. That actress. Um, I don't remember. Okay. They asked her what she was in black swan. They asked her what, how do you handle being a new mom and your career? And she says, would you ask a man that? And I yeah. loved it because yeah. we don't say, how do you handle being a dad? Yep. So it was, it's just a phenomenal answer. So I say, you know, you you are your own identity. And if you identify as a mompreneur, get it. Yep. But if you're trying to separate that division, then throw that word over there. Absolutely. And be okay with it. Be okay that yeah. whichever route you go, yes. own that shit. Own it. Own it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love following your Instagram because it really has this sense of this is who you are. Quirk and all, which I've been called quirky many times in my life. So, and I love that your Instagram isn't just 
professional photos of the products that you offer or the services that you offer. It's you. It's you getting down and dirty. You know, I watched just this morning, you showcased the types of hats that you guys offer for your promotions. And yes. you're, you're on the floor. Like you have no problem sitting down on the floor when you were building your boxes uh, in an IG, I think it was an IG live that you did. You're literally yeah. sitting on the floor. So I yeah. love that you are raw and real when it comes to how you're showing up in your Instagram. Thank what, you. How, how, how did you approach that? How did that come to be where you didn't feel like you had to be perfectly poised and, and professional photography all the time? Oh man, that's a story. So that's a story of my own personal evolution. And I feel like I'm hoping a lot of women can relate to this. So at first, if you do follow my Instagram and you look down, I did start just posting professional product photos mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting very much engagement. And then all of a sudden it kind of blew up and I got all this engagement or all these followers who weren't engaging. And it was just this kind of cluster of what am I doing? Is, am I trying to sell people things on Instagram? Am I, I, I needed a direction. What is my purpose for my Instagram? I ended up hiring a social media strategist, uh, Zora Brown, who's phenomenal. And she sat me down and she did a tutorial for me and she basically went through my Instagram and what's it called? Not a postmortem, but a dissection of it. Mm -hmm. She looked at my engagement. She looked at my photos. And the first thing she said to me was, you need to have your face in your profile picture, not your logo. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's interesting because a lot, and a lot of women and a lot of my, my peers don't agree with that, but she said, because you're the brand, if people just see a logo, they're not going to know exactly who they're talking to. And so that was my first step. I put my face on the, on the, on the uh, profile pic. Then she told me, you have to start showing up in your stories. And that for me was, I was so terrified to put my face on a camera. And, and really, this is very recent that I started showing off, you know, this is who I am. And I am quirky and I am just super fun now and I'm transparent. And when I have to put on, you know, the professional, you know, glasses and really get serious, that's gonna happen. But at the same time, if you're not having fun working with me and I'm not creating a fun experience for you and I'm not demonstrating that online, like how fun I am and laid back, then I'm not portraying myself authentically. Yeah. And so for me, it was a process to start going on camera. I'm still a filter girl because I, because of, I've been kind of putting off, I, I'm also a Botox girl and I've been putting that <laughs> off due to the pandemic, not really wanting to walk in anywhere at this point. So I'm, I'm, I am filtered a little bit and I don't lie about it. Um, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm using the filter today. So again, it's all about authenticity. Yeah. I'm sitting on the floor. Um, we closed our big office with a showroom and I'm working at home and I have teams working at home because it is what it is. So for me, it was an evolution to start being, just be yourself. Just, and I sell myself. I'm not selling you a product. We're going to work together and partner on something. And the product is the aftermath. The product is what comes from our relationship and our creativity. So started showing my face, started getting a little more brave. And it's just, again, just evolution. And one thing I want everyone to realize is I blow up my picture sometimes. Like, you know, you take the fingers and you blow them up <laughs> and look for imperfections. No one's doing that to your pictures, people. You're doing it thank to your you. own picture. You're yep. doing it to yourself. Okay, thank you for agreeing yes. with that. Yes, absolutely. And it's so funny you say that because I even did that yesterday. I posted a picture and there there was, I forget what was in the background. Oh, you know, once in a while I'll post like outfit of the day just to you know encourage myself that, yeah, you got dressed today. You know, so yes. I'll be outfit of the day. And, and sometimes I'll, 
I mean, the bathroom, which sometimes means there's a bunch of shit on the counter because I just spent an hour getting ready, right? And I'll blow it up and I'll be like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm a slob. And then I had the, and then I had the thought to myself, I'm like, I don't do that to other people's pictures. Who the fuck is doing that to mine? Nobody. Nobody gives a shit that there is a pile of dirty clothes on my bathroom floor. They're looking at my outfit of the day because that's what the fuck I'm posting about. (laughs) Amen. And you know what else? I have have to say thank you for that photo because when I see people's messy houses, again, I don't hone in on it. I say, yes, because you have in my kitchen right now so honestly like if it makes anyone feel better I'll go photograph my kitchen with a sink full of dishes and stuff all over the counter like because I get a lot of mail for my business and a lot of it stays on the counter before it gets upstairs to the office right so I'm almost like thank you for being messy because again it's authenticity we all have the pile of clothes on the floor the makeup all over the counter and when we see these beautiful shots on Instagram of someone's beautiful bathroom they just cleaned it Yes. Okay. It probably ha- is not always like that. So there's Instagram and there's real life. And sometimes I try to show that I'm like unfiltered, filtered. Mm-hmm. So um, again, it's all about being authentic, being yourself. And if people don't like me for being me, then we're probably not going to have a great working relationship anyway. But if you do like me, great. <laughs> yes. I so, yeah. used to, I, I think there's this transition that mm-hmm. I've noticed um, primarily women who make, when they make the transition from being in a sort of stodgy corporate environment to working for themselves and now having to promote themselves, I think there is this phase of, I still have to make sure that I am perfectly poised before I can turn on the camera. What is, does the background look professional? Um, have I scripted everything I'm going to say? And I was doing this. I'm, I'm guilty of it. And I finally had a friend, um, who has never been filtered, even in the corporate life, she was never filtered. Um, She, she was reading my stuff and, and she's a web designer and she was kind of giving me some ideas on how to lay out a website that I was working on and she's reading it and she goes, this is the most boring bullshit I've ever read about you. She's like, you have one of the highest energy, inspirational, potty mouth, energies and personalities. And here you are hiding it behind corporate speak. And I go, yep. I want people to like me. She goes, nobody's going to even give a fuck about who you are. And that was like a huge light bulb moment for me. And so I, I think what you're saying is so with the transition that a lot of women are trying to make where you used to have to show up super uber professional. Yes. Now showing up as you is actually a greater way to create connection. Absolutely. And, you know, I came off the corporate train about a year ago and we would have Zoom calls and you were expected to be, like you said, perfectly poised and only spoken when spoken to. Mm. And, you know, you really couldn't interject and say, hold on, this this call is being derailed south and we're not even on topic. Um, And oftentimes who I am, I... I became very unapologetic in my last couple of years in the corporate world and I would start speaking up. And I think that was one of the reasons I realized, Hey, I need to leave because I would be on a call that people would be like, you know, a conference call, right? How is your weekend? How is everything? And it's the first 10 minutes is waiting for everyone to get oh on, God. figure out the software, talk about their weekend, BS, BS, BS. And you're like, Oh my God, I could be doing so many things. Mm-hmm. And so I started speaking up on those calls and I would say, Hey, can we get started? Like we've been sitting here for five minutes. Glad everyone had a good weekend. And I kind of became known as a little bitchy and it wasn't that I was efficient. Yeah. And so I was like, don't, no, I'm not, I'm not being a bitch. I'm 
-hmm. And I wanted to be a leader where I could bring on a team and make everyone feel that they're an owner. I met a girl in Target. Um, I was checking out, she was checking out my groceries or whatever I had in my cart. And she said, what do you do? And I can't remember why she asked me. I think I was wearing a neon collective shirt, which is my company. And I said, oh, we make branded merch. And, and I gave her a couple, I always have, I'm the bag lady. So I always have keychains <laughs> and pens and swag in my purse to give out to people. And so I said, here, I just have some stuff. And she was like, oh my goodness, thank you. And she said, I always want to start my own business. But, and I said, well, what are you interested in? She said, lashes, I'm obsessed with lashes. And I said, so start a business. I said, start it as a side hustle. I said, do market research, figure out what kind of, you know, what do you want to do? Get educated and start the business. And she's like, I can do that. And I said, yeah, stop working for the man. (laughs) Exactly. And yes, it is that easy. You just have to get started. That's the key. You have to find financial restrictions and just jumping off the corporate ladder and saying, okay, now I'm going to start this because it takes money to to start a business. We have infused so much money back into our business Mm -hmm. and um, we pretty much do. I don't take, I don't take money out. Um, I just keep infusing it back in. So I'm in a place where I have a spouse who's employed. So that really helps us out a lot. But at the same time, you know, I know a lot of women, there is a, a scary moment of, okay, wait, can I do this? So I say, Stay safe for a minute. Keep that day job. Yep. Get yourself built up that confidence. Start a social media account, right? And yep. kind of see where is your audience? Who wants you? Who needs you? Because as long as you're providing a solution to something that people need, it's phenomenal. And it, it's a great feeling. So do it safely. Don't just quit your job today. <laughs> but think about it. Do your research. Write a business plan. Yeah. And um if you're, if just take the leap because you're never going to be ready. So just do it. Yes. Yes. Amen. As my, as my coach says, give yourself the financial oxygen. If you need to keep your day job, right. Just know that you don't have to keep it forever. (laughs) Right. You can slowly be building and yeah. Your day job is your financial oxygen. Yes. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Sherry, you ready for some rapid fire questions? Bring it on. All right. First question is, who is someone you admire and why? Honestly, my children. Um, And I know that might sound funny, but I look up to my children. My girls are 12 and 14. They have experienced a pandemic. They have experienced a polarized uh, political climate. They're experiencing forest fires. They're experiencing a pretty yucky economy that's fluctuating. I almost hate this, but I also love it. They're very up to speed on the news. They know everything that's going on. They watch um, the big hot button issues and they have their own opinions and they, you know, they question things and they've grown to a point where they don't take things at face value. Oh, next question. What's your favorite swear word? Fuck. Yes. It's like, if I'm not on the phone with a client, because, you know, I present myself in a professional setting until I'm a personality matcher. Okay. So if I have a client, who's going to say, fuck shit, God damn it, which I would say 90% of them do after the first <laughs> call. I think people have stopped trying to be all perfect and professional and are following that Gary V line of authenticity. 
Um, because people, you know, I'll be on the phone with someone who I think is a big corporate fat cat and all of a sudden he'll be like, oh shit. (laughs) Okay. And we have it like that. So, um, fuck is something that I just believe, um, can be a descriptor for, um, uh, dismissive, like fuck it. Um, I'm angry. Oh fuck. Or fuck yes. Like I'm super excited. So it applies to so many, (laughs) so many aspects of life. It's just such a diverse word. What's your favorite word, by the way? I know it's rapid fire. Okay. I love it. Yes. For the same reasons. It's so universal. So universal. Yes, absolutely. What is one piece of advice you want to give the listeners? Uh, the, my biggest piece of advice to women is stop apologizing. Don't yes. apologize. Don't start a sentence with "I'm sorry." I'm sorry, but I'm stop it. Okay, you're simply delivering information. There's no need to apologize for it. Okay. Yes. My second piece of information, or my first piece of advice, is don't be afraid to say no to a client. And I talked about this in my stories. If I have a client who I think is making a poor decision, I'm not going to make a sale just for a transaction because that reflects poorly on me on the back end. So I tell a client, "No, this is not going to work." This is not going to look good. This is uh, not going to sell. And for a long time, I was kind of like, okay, I'll sell you that. And then I finally became confident enough to say, no, I'm not doing you a favor. So be, don't be afraid to tell people if something's not going to work. And then I think the third thing is just stop making excuses that you're always going to have an excuse. You're always going to have a reason why you can't do something, why you're afraid to do something. Just show up, fake it till you make it and get it done because women can get it done. And I think we have a mutual friend, Stacey Lockhart has said, if you ever want something done, ask a busy mom. Yes. We can do it all. Yes. Okay. And then the last question is complete this sentence to me being slightly unfiltered means. For me being slightly unfiltered is owning your expertise, forgetting about what anyone else thinks. Do you with no apologies? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hell. yeah! (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's exactly what being slightly unfiltered is. Love it. Oh my goodness. Sherry, this was such a great conversation. You are, you are such a dynamic woman. I love who you are becoming and who you've stepped into and how unapologetic you are and how real you are. I just absolutely love it. And I'm so glad that the universe brought us back together because I... I just, you know, I'm just here to support you and I think you're doing amazing things and I love the way that you're showing up. Thank you so much. Absolutely. The feeling is mutual. I'm so impressed. I'm so proud and I'm so honored to be a guest. So thank you, Desiree. Thank you so much. If you guys want to learn more about Sherry, check out her website at neoncollective.com. She's Neon Collective everywhere on social media. Instagram is the place to follow Sherry. So I will make sure that I include a link to her Instagram and you can check her out there. Sherry, thank you again. And thank you everybody for tuning in. I just love you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Slightly Unfiltered. You can find me and all things Slightly Unfiltered at slightlyunfiltered.com or on Instagram. Be sure to go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Until next time, you badass bitches.